0: Lauren Hunter and I'm Kate Vlasic.
1: and welcome to Generation BSC, where we biweekly dive deep <laughs> into our ge- our generations' views of the Babysitters Club books.
0: Microgeneration,
1: fair enough. <laughs> there are some millennials who uh, are much younger than us. Yes, and Generation X that's older. Very true. Absolutely accurate. I was going for brevity. Um, and (laughs) really, that's not really our (laughs) strong suit.
0: No, exactly. I thought I'd switch things up. I just want to be different tonight. I was like, I'm going to nail this like one (laughs) sentence summary. And And then then I ruined it by jumping in. Well, to be fair, I
1: did like lose my train of thought about halfway through, so.
0: Like, it's very complicated to get this down to one sentence.
1: Well, I was just really proud of myself for remembering bi-weekly and not weekly,
0: and... I think you threw yourself off with that. I did. I was congratulating myself. I could tell by looking at your face. You were very much like, yeah, bi-weekly, I said it, and then you forgot to keep talking. (laughs) Well, to be fair, um, but another
1: behind-the-curtains peek, as we're um, getting started, we... Kate was testing our mic levels, and she goes, can you talk for a second? I said, sure can. <laughs> and then stopped talking. Yes,
0: like, I needed a couple more <laughs> seconds than
1: that. At least, like, two more. So um, that tells you everything you need to know about the headspace I'm in tonight. Yes, so. it's,
0: it's one of those nights.
2: You Good.
1: Know, it's every other Tuesday at the pod basement. <laughs> to be fair... I think I can just not contain my excitement because I've been waiting. My little by heart has been waiting <laughs> to dive into the girl crushes. And oh boy, howdy did we get one this week.
0: So let's find out yes. what are we talking about. So this book is Claudia and the New Girl, which is book 12 in the Babysitter's Club series. Um, April
1: 1988, actually by our queen Anna M. Martin. Yes. Still Um,
0: still in the OG Anna Martin phase. Who I definitely Facebook messaged this week (laughs) and
1: requested to chat with her. So um, if anyone in our uh, listeners is important and or know someone important, we're pretty shameless. We were just having a discussion. We would love, love, love to talk to Anna Martin. Yes. Um, So many things that I would love to tell her. But, okay, anyway. Anyway,
0: back to the book.
2: So that was more on brand.
0: Yes. Less brevity, (laughs) more tangent. More random thoughts that are sort of related, but not quite so much. So why don't you tell us what the back of the book description is?
1: You got it. (laughs) Claudia has always been the most outrageous girl in her class. Until Ashley Wyeth comes along. Ashley's really different. She dresses in hippie clothes, wears six earrings, and is the most fantastic artist, artist The fantastic artist (laughs) Claudia has ever met. Ashley thinks Claudia has artistic talent, too. She says Claudia should spend more time on her calling, in air quotes, and forget about the Babysitter's Club. It's just a waste of time. The babysitters are sick of Ashley Wyeth, and they think Claudia's a traitor. Claudia's got to decide, either the babysitter's club or the new girl. One of them has got to go. I think that is 100% the most accurate back of the book. That is literally the plot. Agreed. No hyperbole.
0: Yeah. Nothing um, extemporaneous. Extraneous. Extraneous. Thank you. Extemporaneous is just like speaking off the cuff. Oh, you're right. It's kind of what we're doing now. Now, yes. Extemporaneous speech. That's right. That was the whole, like, debate team thing. Exactly. Yeah. So when I was doing the, like, summary, like, our descriptions, it was sort of like, I threw, obviously, you all listening will know shortly, but, like, it was sort of like, okay, well, I'll just add in some extra details that aren't on the back of the book because there's not really... Basically how it ends. Right. There's not, like, any missing piece. Yeah. There's, like, details, obviously, but it's a back-of-the-book description. That Yeah, it's, it's not over-the-top. It's not ridiculous. It's, like, this is the story. I, apparently someone was having an off day when they were right in the back <laughs> of the... They, they just could not make it dramatic enough. Cool. I think it would be hard to make this book dramatic. Yeah. You know, like, to try to, like, ratchet it up. Because the other books, we, as we've talked about, like, it sort of makes sense how they ratchet it up. But, like, even though it's not accurate, you can sort of see why it would go that way. Here it's, like, the... Girls get in a fight, but they like But I don't know, that feels very dramatic at that age. Right. But like they don't even really like cover it on the back of the book. So That's you can raise it as like, you know, it's the babysitters club against Claudia. Yeah, you're and right. Like, they confront her at school because they do. Do. And um I do enjoy that they got Traitor in there because Traitor
1: must have been used about a hundred and seventy two so times. times. Actually, I wonder if I could search that.
0: Oh, and how many on how many, how many times is shows Traitor in the book. But I don't know if that will even work because um, there were so many variations of it. I feel like Trader was the most used version, though. Well, traders. while you are searching, traders I will... Traitors are jerks, and so are you. <laughs> okay, well, I... let's not read all of them. Well, how about I do the our, our summary of the book while yeah. you try to count up how many traitors there are in the book? It, that, that didn't really work. It just okay. gave me the same trader trader like, four times. <laughs> oh. Well, maybe it's only in there four times, and we're just extrapolating uh, and the poem
1: that did show
0: up yes okay okay so babysitter's club generally the babysitter's club is less than thrilled when claudia meets ashley and starts spending all of her time doing art related activities which result in claudia missing a bunch of babysitter's club meetings and taking fewer babysitting jobs because they aren't offered because she isn't at the meetings stacy gets concerned that claudia has more fun with ashley and she's losing her best friend the girls react poorly to one missed meeting in particular and use their time in Claudia's bedroom to find her snacks, eat some of them, and put them back in the wrong place. Even Dawn, who manages to choke down three marshmallows before rinsing her mouth out to prevent cavities.
1: Talk about drama queens. Yes. Good lord, Dawn.
0: Um, they also hide mean notes That's... around Claudia's room. Thanks, Thankfully, Claudia comes to her senses, apologizes, and all is well by the end of the book.
1: The hiding the notes around the room was fantastic. We'll have to get into that. A we will. Bit more.
0: Oh, I, I wrote down all of the various notes. Yes. The, under and, the pillow, just every time, got me. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So, Claudia specific Ashley Wyeth is a new girl in school who ends up sitting next to Claudia in her first class on her first day. Claudia is immediately intrigued, and a shared interest in art art bonds them. Ashley turns out to be a talented artist who appreciates Claudia's talent, but sees herself as a mentor figure to help help guide Claudia's future. Claudia gets wrapped up in her new friendship and starts spending all her time with Ashley, as noted above. Because she loves her. Okay, we'll get to that. (laughs) (laughs) Ashley thinks she knows best, and Claudia needs to do what she thinks is best, both when it comes to the type of art she does, uh... Sculpting, wait. Oh, and that Claudia needs to do what Ashley thinks is best. Yes. There's a lot of she's and hers in there, and I lost the train of thought. Uh, both when it comes to the type of art Claudia does, sculpting inanimate objects instead of Jackie Radowski for a particular project, and with respect to how much time Claudia should devote to her quote unquote craft, um, all of it. Claudia comes to see that Ashley is less interested in Claudia for Claudia than she is in Claudia's artistic talent. All ends well here, too, though, with Ashley becoming a quote-unquote sometimes friend in that sometimes they hang out and sometimes they don't. That's literally how we, she um, describes it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's an art show at a new art gallery that Ashley wins for her animated inanimate object uh, fire hydrant sculpture, and Claudia gets an honorable mention for her work-in-progress sculpture of Jackie. Yeah. I mean, so literally. Basically what the back of the book said with a little more detail. So,
1: honestly, we did not leave out a single thing. Yeah. So you don't need to read this book. Like <laughs> um,
0: which makes it sound like not a lot happened, but I really think there is a ton in this. Yes, one. which before we get into that, can we just talk about how I basically said the entire plot in my prediction last week? You, yes, we I mean 100% I well, I'm going to call myself out when I do ridiculous things like use the wrong book as my basis for what I'm talking about, and I'm also going to call myself out when I'm like 99% right. Well, to be fair, I was also
1: kind of right and I did not remember anything, but you absolutely—I knew win. her
0: name was Ashley. Ashley I, no, that's that blew me away. The minute I started reading it, and I saw Ashley. I was like, "Holy shit, that was right!" Yeah. I feel like the the fact that I got Ashley right was when I was oh like, yeah. As I started reading, I was like, "Oh shit!" You I actually, actually did get this. Right. You could have gotten everything else wrong,
1: and I would have been like, "All oh, hail the conquering hero, you, Ashley!" I totally made it up for
2: Eddie.
0: <laughs> Eddie's totally Eddie's gonna be, Eddie is totally going to be Eddie. Beware, beware, Don. <laughs> Mystery book number two. I looked at the list as I was putting together my <laughs> library of what I have and what I still need to get. Uh, Beware, Dawn is number two, and I I did not look at the book. I didn't look at the back, but I am certain that that is the book that I was remembering. Okay, Beware, Beware, Dawn. That makes total sense. Yeah, somebody, some Eddie kid is out to get Dawn. Exactly. I'm very excited about this. I feel like that one's a ways off, though. It is. So let's focus on <laughs> anyway. Back to Claudia and the girl. Um, so
1: Ashley is insufferable for a lot of reasons. Yes. Um, but Claudia, like literally the very first description description, it's like hard eyes. Um, the six earrings really get Claudia to be She like. does love the six earrings. Um, but they just um
0: our, every single one is different, and that, to me, just felt like such a try-hard thing to do. Yeah.
2: Like, that... I don't...
0: Was it... The first one, I don't think, it was all different earrings. Oh, maybe that was the second one. They were all silver and all dangly. Oh, but none matched. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Because there was there's one later where she has, like, one feather and one seashell and, like, two hoops that aren't the same. Yes, and like... And, like, it just... She's... And... Let me just... I, we sort of usually do fashion toward the end. I'm just yes, going to read yes, this first description of Ashley when she walks in to Because this is Claudia's very important, class. because this is
1: all we know from Ashley.
0: Yes. And this is all already- We don't even... I mean, we... I don't even think we know know her name. They say her name, but Claudia doesn't even remember what her name oh, is. Yeah. So. It was her clothes that first attracted my attention. They reminded me of something. What was it? Oh, yes. On television not long ago, I'd seen this bizarre movie called Woodstock. <laughs> It was about a gigantic outdoor rock concert that took took place ages ago, like in the 60s. And all the young people who attended it were what my parents called hippies. You know, they wore tons of beaded or silver jewelry and funny long skirts or bell-bottom jeans. The men pierced their ears and wore their hair in ponytails, and the women looked like gypsies. Only my mom said they were bohemian. I think that means the same thing. Side note, gypsies. Yikes. Yikes. I wrote the same thing. So couple of there there's more to this i just had to insert that gypsies yikes. gypsies, yikes yeah we we are very clear Yes, we're only Ramani. halfway through the description yes also don't use that to describe people like even yeah. Romani about like the way they look like that is a yeah you know like fair no i'm not saying that like fair point i'm not trying but, to be like an asshole to you but no like, but no i get
1: what you're saying yeah, yeah don't use somebody else don't appropriate a culture right as a personality
0: exactly that's not a thing no Exactly. So, continuing. Well, this girl, this Ashford, or whatever her name was. (laughs) Ashford. Way better name, by the way. Yes. Looked like a hippie. She was wearing a very pretty pink flowered skirt that was full, and so long it touched the tops of her shoes, which I soon realized were not shoes, but sort of hiking boots. Her blouse, loose and lacy, was embroidered with pink flowers, and both her wrists were loaded with silver bangle bracelets. Her hair, which was almost as long as my friend Dawn's and was dirty blonde, was pulled into a fat thing. It was just sort of trailed to an end. Uh, but the amazing thing was that because her hair was pulled back, you could see her ears. And she had three pierced ears, three pierced earrings in each ear. They were all silver and all dangly, but none matched. That is our introduction to Ashley Wyeth via Claudia.
1: So it's a fat
0: braid. I think somehow a line
1: got skipped there. Oh. Because it says, was pulled into a fat braid, which I might add was not held in place by a rubber band oh. or anything. <laughs> it just sort of trailed to the end. But you went straight from
0: fat to thick. It was a fat
1: thing. It just sort of trailed yeah, to an end. Yeah, apparently and I, I like, copied
0: and pasted poorly. That's a little disturbing. I kind of like that description <laughs> better. A fat, a fat thing. A fat thing <laughs> that just sort of trailed to the end. I was like, what? It caught me so off guard. Sorry for the confusion. That, well, that's I sort of stumbled over it because I was like, yeah. that doesn't sound right. But that's what I have copied and pasted. So I'm just going to go, go with it. it. Hey. Um, we may not know much, but we stick to our not knowing much Exactly. I, if I have it written down, it's right.
2: <laughs> so I'm
0: just going to go with it. That's how this works, right? But yeah. So Claudia is immediately, like you said, hard eyes. Like, she's like, who is this girl? What is she doing? What is she wearing? I can't believe she has six earrings.
1: Um, so before we get going any further, it just dawned on me as you were reading the description, the bizarre movie, Woodstock 60s, all of that. Um, in the time since we talked about this and, and have now are now recording, I listened to this week's resolutions episode of, um, the boiler room podcast mm. and, um, Kristen pointed, Oh no, it was the Ingrid Michaelson conversation. Cause Kristen yeah. pointed out that jo- that Joanna pointed out that the sixties are to kids then AKA Claudia as the nineties. Are they today?
0: That didn't make sense. Yes. Not exactly, though. Because 1994, 95 was when my so-called life was. That's true. This is... But still, 80. I mean, this is, like, 20 years before, because Woodstock was 69. That's true. So... But still, like, it's 20 years, so, like, for us, it'd be, like, 2000. <laughs> Kids today! Back in 2000! That is just wild. Yeah. Um, I mean,
1: seriously, no... I'm not, like, shaming her for not knowing what that was, That's not the point, because that's such a pet peeve of mine. Um, But it is crazy to think that that's, like, roughly the same, Mm -hmm. like, what they were, they're, like, she, like, kids today would be looking at it back on, like, NSYNC boy band era. With the same level of like, what
0: is that? I can't believe they did that. I mean, I will say though, like 2000 fashion, I, I already have thinking? that feeling. The way that Claudia feels about hippie attire, I, as someone who went through that and wore that terrible, terrible fashion, although it what just, were we thinking? Right,
1: fair. <laughs> although it just proves how cyclical things are because 60s is absolutely like 90s, mm-hmm. like same, of course, that, exactly. that's what she would be wearing. We all went through a hippie
0: phase. Well, I can't. Oh, through. I had a tie dye shirt that my mom threw away because I wore it too much. Yep. So, yes, hippie phase, a hundred percent.
1: Yeah, I went like hippie phase, then like grunge.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I well, let's let's move on. Right I, all these like images flashing through my brain are making me uncomfortable. Um, yeah. Well, because <laughs> there are.
1: I mean, this is so it's a Claudia book, so it's obviously very fashion heavy. But she develops this enormous crush on Ashley. And so every time she talks about Ashley, she describes what she's wearing. Yes.
0: Although the interesting thing, and we obviously need to get into the, the actual, not just the fashion aspects of this, but as the book goes on, she does describe every outfit that Ashley is wearing. By the end, though, she starts saying... She looked a little bizarre. Yes. She looked just plain weird in her outfit than the last time that we... And, and there were those hiking boots again. Yeah. Like, it's... It's evolving. You can see... Because at the beginning, she's like, oh, my God, this girl is amazing. And, like, as she gets to know her more and see how Ashley reacts to her and what her feelings... What Ashley's feelings towards Claudia are, she starts to not... Hold her in the same esteem. So, and this is 100% why I am so ride or die on this is a huge
1: crush. Because this is exactly how I am with crushes. Male, female, doesn't matter. Like, I see them. I'm immediately like, oh my god, everything you do is the coolest. And then you get to know them a little bit. And that version that you have envisioned of them in your head is not the same person. And that is like a real human being with actual... Thoughts and interests, and is their own person, and not just whatever you've conjured. Yeah, idealized, and whatever. then I slowly all those things that I thought were so cool. Uh, by the end, I'm like, okay, no, like I just remember having this intense crush on this guy, and because he never spoke, and it was like mysterious. <laughs> and then we actually started like hang around each other, yeah. and I was like, you have never spoken a word to me. What, what am I interested? What, right? What How do I-, I
0: even know? Why would I even like you? Yeah. Like I don't know anything like, what would about you to- together.
1: Right. Even like I would envision us like going on a date and being alone because we were it, it was never like that. It was like I was a group, like yeah. he was friends with um he was friends with some of my friends. Right. And um I'm like thinking about it, I'm like, what would we have even we we would never have said words to each other. <laughs> I never heard him say I think Katie Schneller only ever heard him say the word no.
0: Oh boy. <laughs>
1: um like once. Like we joked about it, so but but that's the same type of like at, at first when I saw him that I, I was so intense, right. and then as as it fizzled, as my intense crush fizzled, those it was the same things that I was so right. excited about, um, so that felt very real to me, like ooh new and exciting, flash in the pan. And then, it's like, it's the way she describes her. She's very intense. She talks about how intense she is. Mm -hmm. She talks about her china blue eyes. And I'm like, ooh, this is all 100% how I would, like, get crushes on girls as a young girl that age. And, like, not know what to call it. And Mm -hmm. not know where to put it. Like, even their crushes on boys are not sexual in any way. Like, they think they're dreamy, but they don't. They don't even barely talk about kissing. Stacey's really the only one who's concerned exactly. with kissing at all. Claudia, like, she liked Trevor Sanborn. He was dreamy, but yeah. she was not but concerned even with in kissing w- him.
0: one of the recent books, I can't remember which one now, but, like, when Donna and Christy are talking about it, like, they even say, like, it seems like Claudia was more interested in, like, having a boyfriend then, than, like, Trevor as a person or, like, Trevor spending time with him. Like, it exactly. was more just, like... I want to say I have a boyfriend. I want to have someone to go to dances with. When in reality, it could just as easily be a girl. Because, I mean, not that either way it could be. You, I knew you know mean. like yes. But for where they are in their lives and their sexuality and their relationship statuses, they're not doing anything either way that exactly. would make it make them gay, straight, bisexual, pansexual, anything. Because they're they're just spending time with these people. They're not really getting into sexual feelings Exactly, about which is them. why
1: like as much as I want to as as excited I am to like explore these and I but I also don't want to be overly glib about it right especially because I don't over sexualize children <laughs> small children like it's one thing to like talk about wanting Buffy and faith to like Right. Grab each other and get it on, and they're like, fighting but that's like a sexy adult. And yes, they were supposed to be teenagers at the time, but to be fair, I, w- I was a teenager when I was watching it. Right. And but they were,
0: I mean, but they were 16 by,
1: when the show started. The character yeah. was 16. So, like, 18, 17, 18, that's totally acceptable time right. to be sexually active with people your own age in a safe, consensual, blah, right. blah, blah. But, you know, like, it's not pervy. Um, to be right, talking Fox, about somebody It's a little having, talking about a
2: yes,
0: 13-year-old having it, sex with anyone.
1: It, exactly. So, like, I don't... I, I really in no way don't... I'm not saying, like, oh, she's going home and, like... Right. Thinking about her in the shower. Um, because <laughs> gross. But I just so identified with the way that she talks about her. The intenseness of it. The, like, mm. I want everything to do with you all the time. That, like, that very much to me, um... Resonated as not even necessarily like by, although I think that is a pretty common like girl crush scenario for. Mm-hmm. Well, I think for even people, for but...
0: you know people who eventually become gay, not become gay, but, but realize, like, like, they don't know what that feeling is. So to them, it's like, well, this is, you know, being straight or whatever is, quote-unquote, normal. So that's how I'm the going default. to act. But so, yeah. you know, if you have a, a, an attraction to someone of the same sex or the same gender, you don't necessarily... And especially if it's not overly sexual at the right, point. Right, exactly. Just... So it's like, I just really, really like this person. I want to spend all my time with them. I want to, like, be with them all the time. And not in a sexual way, but so it, it sort of is like... Any of these girls, if they have these intense feelings, it may or may not mean anything. Girls today, it may or may not mean that – and they might not know. They may know. And they're like, well, I do have a crush, a -hmm. a crush crush on this girl or this boy or whatever. But, like, they might just say, I really, really like this person. I want to spend all my time with them. And, like, that, it is what it is. And, like, later as they come to know themselves better and – figure it out for themselves, then maybe that did mean something different than it would have meant for someone. Like, for you and I, like, we could have had the same intense feelings about a girl, mm-hmm. but I would have seen it a different way.
1: 100%. And, and I think that that is really also where I sort of identified it with it as well, is because I had so specifically these crushes on girls, and it took me such a terribly long time to call it what mm-hmm. it was, that... I, I I think in some ways this is sort of a do-over for me. Because I spent so many years just being like, no, everybody gets girl crushes like yeah. that. Yes, people have girl crushes, but not in the way that I had girl crushes. Right. And yeah, I was just making out with girls because it was funny. Ha 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 ha. Right. Uh, yeah. No, that's not, that's not funny or cute. I just wanted to, to kiss the, that girl. Um, and I, so I... It's interesting that I was sort of you know examining it first. The first time I read it, I got so excited. I was Mm. like, "Yes, here we go! My time to shine. Time to start having this conversation." Um, But and then I did think about the fact that well, so much of what we talk about that is is sexual, and we don't know. It is absolutely feasible that Claudia gets to college and comes out as bi, or gets to high school, or you know, are there now? Are there gay people who absolutely knew they were gay from? instantaneously and we're able to identify that even by it like Mm -hmm. 11 12 100 that is awesome power to them that was not my experience um and i feel like it's probably not a lot of queer people's experience of knowing exactly what it is especially if you do come from a family that is more traditional Mm -hmm. um not even necessarily conservative but just more traditional there was no absolutely no intimation that that being gay would have would be anything but fine in my right. family and in fact my coming out both to, to both of my parents was so incredibly low-key um it was not a big deal at all and because I knew it wouldn't be and yet it still is you know becomes a little bit of a thing um but it um I don't know where I was going with that I totally lost track of my train of thought, but in any case, um, it's interesting. It was interesting to me that I was so excited to, to look at this, and then went, "Oh yeah," but right. I forgot. I don't want to overly sexualize these very, very innocent books. Right. Although the China Blue Eyes did really stick. I was like, <laughs> I, I have more than once thought, use that kind of descriptor. Right. I did then also go down a to Google, totally, totally changed the subject. Went down a Google rabbit hole. I was like, "Ooh, is that
2: inappropriate?" <laughs>
1: Oh. Um, I was like, "Why is it called China Blue?" Because I didn't porcelain, know.
0: porcelain like
2: that's what
1: I thought. That's what Isn't I figured. It? It, it? I couldn't find anything, but that was sort of how I rationalized. Oh it. boy, um, I I even Googled is China Blue problematic <laughs> 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 because I genuinely I don't know and I and I want to know. I want to be a good conscious citizen, and, right? You know, make sure to use the right terminology, right? Exactly. And obviously, Gypsy did get updated by the time these came out, so. So who knows? Like, yeah. Like,
0: for all we know, it could have been.
1: I kind of figured even if it was offensive at some point, it's kind of gone the way of Oriental Rug, where it's um, used more in that context than, um, right. than the other. It doesn't mean it's not problematic. Rugs are okay. People, People are, are not. not. Exactly. <laughs> where That kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, doesn't mean that's still... It probably came from... Something I would obviously did clearly, but 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 the meaning is become divorced of it in in that the rugs are not offensive, right? Right. And that being said, yeah, it's probably still not great. Period. But
0: this is what this is why we need more people to. We're trying to learn. Yeah, we are trying to figure it out. (laughs) We may be dummies and say the wrong thing, but we're well intentioned dummies. Yes, we're we're always open to feedback if if we have overlooked something. Obviously, we both try to be as, and I honestly, I would with it, it, and so love to hear more perspectives <laughs> on
1: on all of this. But, yes, um, I just want to have these conversations all the time. Clearly, this because this is <laughs> literally there's a lot to talk about. The fact that there are microphones here is inconsequential. We would be having this conversation, yeah, and have had this conversation just like sitting in your basement. Like
0: this ourselves. That's true. There'd probably be more wine involved. That's true. I feel like eventually we might be able to get there or like for special episodes. Yes. But like knowing how we already go off the tangent, off on tangents, yep. I I feel like that would just be a recipe for disaster for a regular episode. It'd be like three hours long. Yeah. And we'd be saying the same like five things. Because we, when it comes to this podcast, as some like behind the curtain stuff again, like we have pretty regularly the same conversations about this. To be
1: fair, it's like the same three conversations. That's true. And And it's not like
0: every time we talk we have the same three conversations. It's like we'll have one, one of the three conversations and then like a week or two later we'll have like the second conversation and it's, it's like a cyclical thing and like it's mostly for us to like remind ourselves what we're thinking and why we're doing this and but
1: to be fair we do that about
0: everything that's true we, have, we, we are both overthinkers as we have said many times
1: and have had been having the same variation of like four conversations since we met when we were teenagers um also true like Literally, every time we get drunk together, at one point, Kate and I will run away together and just talk about how much we love each other and how we don't know what we would do without each other in our lives. Um, it happens at least three times a year. Accurate. Um, it used to be a lot more when we actually, like, would drink. When, and when we were,
0: like, living streets closed, apart yes. from each other.
2: <laughs> um, but and actually, we were not adults with real, real responsibilities. And, and, and who
0: don't actually go drink like that. Like, oh,
1: God, no. <laughs> um, but, in fact... Good comes of it, because this podcast is something that was born out of us having the same conversation since that exact Mm -hmm. time, where I think it was in our first week of friendship. We were like, we're brilliantly funny. Everyone should want to listen to us. Um, (laughs) I mean, what we talked about a blog. Yeah, we we did talk about a blog. it, It was a movie, like review blog for a while
0: and then just like an essay blog and like we started sort of writing things but it just never got off the ground and like this was the first thing that we were like this This is is happening we're doing it
1: we wanted to do something we didn't know exactly what it was yeah and i am so uh, we waited i mean almost 15 20 years
0: but we waited till it was the right idea. Right. And we didn't just jump in and do something. Which is why we're having so much fun with this. Exactly. So. All right. So to get back, back on track. Back in front of the curtain. So speaking of creative endeavors. Oh, yeah. We haven't even talked about Poser. Ashley. So Ashley, the, I guess the thing, and we had... We always do, like, sort of, again, back behind the curtain. We we have, like, a conversation before we have this conversation, just sort of as, like, an overview. Like, here's the ideas that we both got. Like, here's what we're thinking. You know, if Lauren has any comments on the summary that I wrote. Like, things like that. But so one of the things we talked about was was Ashley and the fact that, like, she is very, very pretentious about art. All, that's all she cares She's about. She's so performatively woke that... That's all. And that's all she wants Claudia to care about. But, like, she actually has the talent to back it up. Mm-hmm. and. It's funny because when we were talking about this over the weekend, I, Lauren referenced Camilla from The Good Place, Tahani's sister, and said that Ashley was like her. And I was just like in the wrong head place. And I was like, I don't know what that reference is. And I was like, I love the, like, you were like, Tahani's sister? I I, I think I literally went, I, I was,
1: I was like, um, Cam- it reminded me of Camille and you're like, who's Camilla? And I was like, Jamil," as, as if she were, like, our friend. <laughs> right. Like, if, as if I'd been, like, Katie, and you're like, which Katie? And I'm like,
2: Schneller, the right. one that
0: we know? Yeah, I was just, I was not in the right, like, frame of mind, so that just, like, went over my head, but, like, a 100%. like
1: Because she's so obnoxious, like, it, she's not the type of person you would ever want to talk to. Right,
0: because all she wants to talk about is, like, her craft and her and she's drive so... and... I'm smarter than everyone. She calls herself Claudia's mentor. I'm like, child, you are
1: 13 years old.
0: Right. You guys are the same age and just because you took classes at the Keys Keys Institute in Chicago. Yeah. Like, yes, you're talented, but like, Claudia is her own artist. Like, she does not need to be like you. Yeah. Just because that's what you want to do and how you want to you do a, a sculpture of a fire hydrant, which apparently turns out to be the most amazing fucking sculpture you've ever seen. Which, but I do but kind like, of love that. I, I love that she is like that and that she made her art and it was her art. But, like, she needs to recognize that, like, not, and she shouldn't recognize, like, not all art is going to be your art. Fair. And Claudia is clearly not, you as an artist, she has her own thoughts and desires and drive, and her craft is different than your craft, Ashley. And like, I think that's part of her being a 13 year old girl is, yeah. She just she thinks that she because she knows what she's doing and what she wants to do and how she wants to do it. Everyone should want to do it the same way.
1: And that simple certainty that comes with being 13 years old, right? Like that's I told I, I said that's when I decided I was going to be a lawyer because that's when I read the <laughs> Pelican Brief, and yep. that is. What I was going to do, and I literally never questioned that decision until after I took the LSATs. Like, never once did I just stop and go, is that really what right. I want? Do I actually want to be I a just made that decision, and that is what I was doing, and that's what I... It, it just zero self-examination. Um, now, that all worked out for the best. Right. I love how that all played out, and I'm very happy in my career, and... Maybe it would have been nice at some point along the line to be like, huh, this random thing I decided when I was 13 after reading a book. Mm -hmm. Is that really what I want to do with my life? Um, Because I can see
0: Ashley, because it sounds like she's talented. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, her parents are like in putting in a studio, art studio for her. her in their house. So, like, clearly, this is all she does. And she says, like, when she lived in Chicago, she had. Like, one friend. But it really sounds like that one friend was just, like, a girl that would also do art when she did art. Like, in the same room. Near her? Like- yeah. Like, they, and I'm sure they talked about art. And my guess is that, like, if I'm going to extrapolate here, like, this girl is like Ashley. Like, they both have their very specific craft and this is mm-hmm. mine and this is how I do it. And they sort of talked to each other about what they were doing. But never – like, Ashley didn't get the opportunity, I would assume, with this girl to be like, I'm your mentor. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think she likes – with Claudia that Claudia is so receptive to what Ashley wants and what Ashley thinks. And so Ashley's like getting up on her high horse. Like I'm a mentor now. I know know what what I'm talking about.
1: You are exactly right there. There is, I do get to have some compassion for Ashley because Mm -hmm. again, I can be a bit of an Ashley. (laughs) Um, just in the way that you were saying that, like that adulation, that being told you're so good at something can really go to your head. Right. Um, I was told what a great singer I was from a young age, um, mostly because I wasn't afraid to sing in front of adults. Right, And it wasn't for years until I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a good singer, but I'm not like Aretha Franklin or Adele (laughs) or like, um, I don't know why those were the two that went... Pink, Pink has an incredible voice. Yeah. She has a way underrated voice. Accurate. We could go down that path for a long time. But in any case, I realized I wasn't going to be, you know, a pop right. star. Right, that wasn't,
0: like, your future.
1: Um, And I, thankfully, it was much younger than 12 or 13. I'm, yeah. t- I'm talking, like, 5 to 8. Like, <laughs> 9 or 10 at the <laughs> right. oldest. Right, right. Where I was, like, I went from, well, I started auditioning for theater at that age, mm-hmm. which is a very a great... Equalizer, accurate. Not going to get the lead role in every show. You might get cast. That means great, but like, I wasn't a child star, <laughs> right? Um, so that became very clear very quickly. I, I kind of fear for Ashley. At, uh, getting to a at what point does she? Maybe she does become the next. I don't even know who makes a living off of be, being an artist right now. Banksy, but that's totally different. <laughs>
0: She, I don't, I don't get the impression that Ashley would ever be Banksy. Banksy yeah. No, <laughs> although maybe she is Banksy. Maybe, maybe we Ashley don't know who Banksy is. Is Banksy.
1: so, isn't it Camilla? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, right. Okay, most likely to be different. Fit. Banksy. Maybe Ashley turns into Camilla. No, that, yeah. that makes no sense. She's a white girl with blonde hair, <laughs> and, and, and China blue eyes, and China blue eyes, which is not Camilla. Um, but other than that, she is basically Camilla.
1: Yes. Um, Although, the other thing that it did make me totally think of, and I was telling you this too, um, this season of, what season of Project Runway is it? 16? Seven,
0: 18. 18. 18. Good
1: lord. Yes. Um, but there is this designer, Sergio, who is everyone, he's a political designer. He tells everybody who will listen, yes. he is, must have said, I'm a political designer. And
0: he designed the Billy Porter dress that broke the internet, which I'm sorry, that, that was, was Christian not, Siriano's dress that, that broke, broke the, the internet.
1: internet. 100%. I was like, oh, I vaguely remember this one. I vaguely remember being not one of my favorites of his no, pieces. It's, it's not cute. Um.
0: Anyway. Um, but regardless, he's an asshat. Yes. He thinks he's a genius. And like you were saying, all of his designs have a message. Like, his, you know, his collections are all based on a theme that he wants to present. Like this last week and this will date us for when we're recording, but this last yeah. week they were designing, um, a dress inspired by their heritage. And he made a dress cause his parents are Mexican immigrants. He made a dress where he embroidered. Actually, he didn't embroider the models, models embroidered, embroidered for him. Yeah. The names of the six kids that at that time had died at the borders in the camps. And here's the thing
1: that's a really powerful message. Mm
0: -hmm. And if you want to, you can do that in some
1: really subtle, beautiful ways. But one of the judges, their point was, you lose the story of the fashion isn't good. Right.
0: And And the fashion was not good. And
1: he's relying on, he's so self-righteous in his messaging. Right.
0: The message is all that matters.
1: And and he's very self-righteous about his art and his craft too. That's what was reminding me of it. Yeah. But he's hitting a wall. And the scene that really, I was like, oh, this is like, Totally parallel um, was this week in particular. He's always sort of poo pooing like anybody who's trying to give him advice,
0: including Christian, Christian, who was on this show and is the most successful person who has ever been on this show. Who is now the mentor,
1: right? And he literally, <laughs> Christian's like, "So what do you?" And he's like, "No, I'm not showing you anything." Um, he was so rude about it too. Yeah. And he was like, "I'm not. I, I'm going to let the work speak for itself." I frankly, I don't care for your opinion, right? Um, and that was very much. Um, very much the vibe I got from Ashley when the teacher was like, are you sure you want to do a fire hydrant? And she was like, I don't need your advice. Right. I know. But the problem is, she's so a- shitty. She's actually She's actually good. amazing. But I do really admire the book for doing that, for mm-hmm. letting her be good at it. It would have been such an easy, cheap... For her to not. For for her, that one, for Claudia to win right. for her work in progress and the, them to not understand the the... What she was going for in the fire hydrant mm-hmm. and how, you know, taking pretentious people down a peg. But sometimes pretentious artists are pretentious artists because right. they're fucking good.
0: Yeah. Also, I really want to see what this fire hydrant sculpture yeah. would look like in real life. Because
1: Claudia even is like, I thought it was weird the whole time, but somehow she pulled right. it off. Um, And I, can, I can't can envision what exactly that would look like because I'm not an artist. But I do know the feeling of being like, I'm looking right. at something that should be very mundane. And I can't explain, again, because I'm not an artist and I have no
0: schooling.
2: <laughs> right. Um,
0: but I, but I, it, it makes you feel things. Yes. And you, even if you can't express why, what exactly it makes you feel or why, or the reasoning or the explanation as to, like, inspirations or influences from other artists. Like, if you don't need to know any of that. But if you look at something and you feel something about it and it moves you, that, I mean, that's the impression that the book gave us about this yes. sculpture of Ashley's of a fire hydrant is like everyone just, even because Claudia can't even really describe what it is. It's just, yeah. it, it just is amazing. I and I it makes she everyone. Said it's
1: the most animated fire hydrant she'd ever, or animated inanimate objects mm-hmm. I've ever seen is the
0: actual description. Yeah. Which is why I included that in the summary. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh,
1: it was really, I, I, I did appreciate that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, even more. I appreciated. The way that they tied that up with Claudia just sort of gently becoming disillusioned with her. It wasn't like a giant fight. I mean, they were, they like had like spats when Ashley was like, do your art. And she's like, like babysitting is a waste
0: of time. Yeah. Kids are sentimental and you should, you don't have, you can't afford to be sentimental or whatever. Um,
1: but Claudia was very, um, she, she just sort of realized, oh She's not a bad person. We just have very different ways of going about the world. Mm-hmm. That I, yes, I'm all about art, but I'm not, I'm not only all about art. Right. Um, and I like that the book didn't try to make her actually more of a bad guy mm-hmm. for being so dedicated to one thing. I think it, it, as a lesson, as a, like, Danny Tanner moral of the week, um... I think the book wants us to – wants to encourage you to have multiple interests be more well-rounded. Mm-hmm. But that it is completely valid, if if all you care about is one thing, to dedicate all your time and attention to that. Right. Um,
0: but to also understand that not everyone not is going does. to have yeah. the same appreciation or okay. derive for the same thing that you do. But, yeah, that's – you can have sometimes friends where – when if you're devoted to one thing and you have a friend that is partially devoted to that, you can spend time together sometimes talking about that one thing, yep. and that other friend is going to go with their other friends to talk about the things that they care about, whether it's babysitting or kids or Nancy 100%. Drew books. You know, like I think, yeah, I, I do appreciate that the book lets Ashley be Ashley, and yeah. it doesn't make it a bad thing that she's Ashley. It's just a different thing,
1: and I love that it presents different types of friendships Mm -hmm. because not everybody you meet has to be your best and closest friend. Um, In fact, um, therapists will tell you that should not be that way. You should have a very small tribe of your close friends and everybody else should be a sometimes friend, right? A person who I I, I can think of plenty of people in my life who I share like one thing in common with Mm -hmm. and like they're who I go to, to talk about this. You're who I go to uh, my friend, Jonathan. I just texted him this week because one, a, a podcast I was listening to mentioned Mitski, and we both love Mitski, and mm-hmm. he's who introduced me to her, and so I text him about, like, that's what we talk about. Right. But I've, I didn't text him about, oh my god, you wouldn't believe this book that I just read, because just that's not
0: right.
2: how exactly. we know each other. It's
1: okay for Claudia to have a art friend,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is a good thing, to have someone, because clearly Ashley gets it in a way that none of the other girls do. Right. I think that's one of the reasons she falls for her so hard and fast, is because there is that piece of her that the uh, their girls don't really understand. Like, Stacy understands the fashion. Mm-hmm. Everybody understands the babysitting. Um, it, Christy's not into school either, so, like, they, they bond over that. Um, they all love Mimi. They all hate Janine. <laughs> <laughs> right. But no one else is really on her level with um, the art. Like, even her Nancy Drew book obsession, Dawn loves the scary story books. Like, right. there's somebody to... Um, to talk about. So there are things that like, even as close as we are, even as similar as we are, we do also have interests that the other is not into or as into mm-hmm. that we go to other places to fulfill those needs and that, right. that not everybody shouldn't be everything to everybody. Exactly. Um, that's exhausting trying to be that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause no one, there's basically you're even with your best friends, like it's not the Venn diagram of the two people is not going to be a circle. And it shouldn't be. And it shouldn't be.
1: You want to have different interests and things too. And you want to, if I only ever talk to you about everything, it'd be a giant echo chamber. Like, I want other people to have different interests and things against. Exactly. But I also, along those same lines about like different kinds of friendships and friendships evolving, that was really interesting and insightful um, the way that that Claudia talked about the impact that Dawn had i joining the group. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really true. I never really thought about it that way, but she was like, we really were two duos. Right. That sometimes hung out together. And when Dawn came and is not any one of our best friend, we all really became right. a group.
0: Yeah. Um, I I noted that too, when I was reading, cause I think I even, I'll find it in my notes, but it was basically like, um, mm, I don't remember where I put it, but basically, it, it came down to this book. It, the way that she describes their friend group and how they always eat lunch together—like that's how I always remembered the Babysitters Club. Me too. It was the five very of them very
1: and like They wouldn't describe it that way, but it no, is. No, but and
0: but like the way that we sort of joked about it at the beginning, like no new friends. Like yes. that's how I always saw these five girls. Mallory and Jesse are always going to be separate. Yeah. Even when they're part of the Babysitter's Club, because they're younger, they're not in the same and grade. And they're their
1: own best friend
0: duo. And they're their own separate group. So it was it was like sort of interesting that this is the book where obviously a new friend does come in but it was interesting because i was like yes this is what i always remembered was them you know they were still had their other friends you know Dorian and pete and all of them yeah but like it was these five girls and like they were the core friend group and like no new friends
1: <laughs> yeah. hashtag no new peeps yes um that was it was it, we I use that all the time because legitimately when I was living in Vegas we were we went to go um, hang out with a, a guy that we kind of knew like a, some, a friend of a friend mm-hmm. and we were supposed to meet up with him somewhere and he's like is there a group with you because we don't want any new peeps around
0: and oh, we, it
1: was it was a douchebag I Vegas almost guy. just rolled my it, eyes out of my head right guys.
0: <laughs> and so we
1: were just <laughs> drunk enough at that point to be like. Oh, my God. So we spent the whole rest of the night being like, hashtag no new peeps, guys. No new peeps. <laughs> no new peeps. Hashtag no new peeps. Um, and I'm like, what a sad way to live your life. Right. And it's like, my I don't want night. to meet
0: anyone that I have not already met before. I cannot meet a new person in my life. And I think, really,
1: to be fair, he was at a house party at some guy's place, and they were, like, trying to keep the like keep a
0: bunch of people right. Up. But this, but you don't have to was, say it that way. Yeah. Do you have any other people with you? No. And it was the no new. It was the peeps. It the peeps did no it. No new peeps. But yeah, that's we, um, that's a turn of phrase yeah. to be sure.
1: What's up, Stephanie and Amelia? <laughs>
0: Hashtag no new peeps. Hashtag no new peeps.
1: And, by, and then by the end of the night, we did fully get sentimental and be like, no, I was like no, because at that point, I was still relatively new in Vegas, yeah. and I was like. Oh. If I had lived by no new peeps, I wouldn't be here with oh, you guys. <laughs> um, and oh, Babysitter's Club is teaching us the same thing. Exactly.
0: Down with no new peeps. Down with no new peeps. Be open to new friendships. You can new always... <laughs> friends, but keep the old. You can always use some new sometimes friends. Yeah, I, and I do love the idea of a sometimes friend. Mm-hmm. Right? Although, not... I, we need a better name because
1: sometimes friends means implies to me sometimes enemy.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> sometimes friends. Sometimes not friends at all. Not yes. like sometimes we hang out. Sometimes we, we don't. don't. Yeah. Although I, I do kind of like the way that it like rolls well, off the tongue. Me too. Like, sometimes friends. Like legit linguistically, I love. Yeah. It, but but the the way that that phrase comes across is like. Sometimes we are friends and sometimes we are not friends.
1: And we are decidedly not. Yeah. Like, I immediately went to not just, like,
0: we don't hang out. I was like, right. no, we are like, enemies. Yes or no. It's black or white, whether we're friends or we're not friends. And only sometimes are we friends. We are Spike and the Scoobies. <laughs> <laughs> accurate. <laughs> we are either trying to kill each other or, or we're friends. The end. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I guess even. And, and
1: that's not even really that accurate. It's a, that, it's a the, lot more nuanced than that. But,
0: Shades of gray, shades 100%. of gray. But
1: I'm, um, I'm a couple episodes behind on buffering, so I've been
0: catching up. Oh, I um, just listened to uh, what episode? Like I'm on Anne. Oh, so you gotta <laughs> so wait. Go. I'm, I'm always behind. I was back in season four.
1: Oh, yeah. So I've been watching a lot of like that transition when they were like trying to figure out how we fit into the group. Um... Like, obviously, he had to fall in love with Buffy. There was no other option for why yes. else he would stick around. Accurate. Um, oh, but that chemistry is real good. Real, real good.
0: Accurate again. <laughs> um, problematic faves. Problematic faves, 100%. Um, anything else problem? Oh, kind of problematic was how harsh they were with Claudia. They were so mean. Okay, how is she a traitor for having other friends? I feel like they meant more like she's a traitor for skipping the babysitter's club.
1: But even still, that to me didn't feel like traitor. Bad friend, As a 13-year-old, that's a
0: traitor. That's, I mean, we have to think of it from their perspective. Like, you're turning your back on the club, you're a traitor.
1: That's fair. I guess that is a betrayal.
0: Yeah. Which...
1: She she cheated on the babysitter's club. She traded on babysitting with art. Exactly. Or they were in a poly relationship and... (laughs) Babysitting was getting left out. Art and Claudia were getting hot and heavy for a while. Yes, I don't know. I'm, I'm not positive, but I I'm not either. <laughs> um, but I've read enough Savage Love to know that that can be a thing when you're in a that makes sense
0: situation. That you know, I mean, even in a friend group. Yeah, years. that's true. Any group of three is going to be difficult.
1: Well, because in any relationship, whether it's romantic or or friendship, that. Um, There's always somebody who cares more about the other person that loves them a little bit more. And it it changes and it balances and it depends on where you are in life. But when you add a third person dynamic into that, I can see how that would get really awkward. Even more
0: complicated.
1: Really quickly. But you're right. At that age, any kind of defection was... It wasn't just that she was... um, friends with someone else it was a denial of them right and it was
0: right she was spending all of her time with ashley instead of with them and instead of babysitting and doing babysitter club related just dropped him like a hot potato
1: yeah that was the other thing that led me to my this is absolutely a little relationship thing because that's what a lot of people do when they get in that very first uh blush of a romantic relationship they go through that little honeymoon bubble where I'm like, oh, haven't seen you in six weeks. How's it going? <laughs> and you're like, oh, I've been doing nothing but... all oh, right, um, About that. Being around my partner. Um, and that, to me, felt very much like that first...
0: Right. Like, this is the only person I want to spend time to, with right now. Um, That's fair. Them all the time. Um, at
1: the exclusion of everything else. Like, things you know you should be doing. Um, yeah.
0: But so one of the times when that happens, Claudia tells Stacy that she can't go to the mall. This was heartbreaking. With Stacy because she has to go to the library and study. On her way to the library, she runs into Ashley, and Ashley's like, "Oh, we should go back out and look at inspiration for our sculptures." And so she does that with Ashley, foregoing the library. She calls Don and says. Hey, alternate officer of the Babysitter's Club, I'm not going to be at the meeting because I'm with Ashley doing art-related things. Can you be the vice president today? So Dawn goes to the meeting and is like, guess who's not coming? Here's why. She's with Ashley. And so Stacy gets especially hurt by that. But then that's the meeting where the girls so, that you're right. leave notes and they eat all of the treats. That, and that
1: is 100% traitor. And the, the thing is, Claudia didn't have bad intentions. She wasn't trying right, she to she didn't lie.
0: mean to do it. Like, she didn't intentionally say, oh, Stacey, I'm going to go study... And that meaning intending to go hang out with Ashley She didn't lie right she didn't intend to when lie. she when she told Stacy that that was her plan she Correct. was not planning on then going hanging out with Ashley instead but it was
1: incredibly
0: thoughtless right. And um because this is after multiple skippings of babysitters club meetings multiple times blowing off her friends not at, sitting with them not at sitting lunch. with them at lunch not going to the mall with Stacy not babysitting at all so. It it all just sort of, like, came to a head after yeah. that. Like, they were already angry, and this just, like, pushed them over.
1: And I do appreciate how Claudia really does understand why she's in the wrong. Yeah. Like, at first, um, even that first time when she went to go eat with them, she was like, well, they didn't have to treat me like a um, a enemy or something like yeah. that. And I thought that – I went back and reread it. I was like – they seemed a little confused, but I didn't think that they, like – were terrible there was some projection happening there right um where she felt bad about
0: it so so she was re she was reacting as if they were the ones that were the problem when in reality she understood maybe subconsciously like yeah i'm the one that's blowing them off like of course they're gonna be a little bit upset by that and yeah. like confused as to what's going on well because they definitely seemed a little cold but they right but it was hardly like how dare you write? it, was, from it me. didn't raise to the rise, rise to the level that, that you would think based on Claudia's description, and I if you just took her like internal feelings to heart,
1: and I can't help but feel, and this is total like psycho one armchair analyst. <laughs> um, but I can't help but feel like she at that age knew that her blowing them off was in some way wrong, felt mm-hmm. guilty about it. so over inflated that. Um, so that, um, it would give her the, an excuse to just blow them off and not to have a rational adult conversation and right. use that as a, well, they were jerks to they me. They were they started it. So that I, to rationalize essentially ghosting them.
0: Right. So here are a few of the notes that yes. the Babysitter's Club girls left in Claudia's room. At this meeting, because they still had the meetings in Claudia's room, she just wasn't there. Mimi or Janine would let them in, and they would have their meeting, and then they would leave. So they uh, they left one that said, "Roses are red, violets are blue, traitors are jerks, and so are you." That's my favorite. Which is definitely good. Also, in my bread box of friends, you are a crumb, crumb, crumb in all caps. What? And then the last one.
2: What does that even mean?
0: <laughs> Famous jerks. Benedict <laughs> Arnold, the Wicked Witch of the West, and Claudia Kishi.
1: I love that they knew Benedict <laughs> right? Arnold. They probably were learning that in American that's, history. I was just going to say, yeah.
0: like, it has to have been like, they just did that. And it was like, oh, I know who is the worst traitor ever. ever.
1: Well, that is really synonymous with traitor. That's, right. that's sort of still who I think of. Yeah. Which apparently... I don't know if this is true or not. Maybe this was just some TV show that was like, Benedict Arnold got a bad rap. But, I mean, he was definitely a traitor. But I yeah. think that there was, it was, again, the situation was a lot more nuanced. Than it, there that.
0: was more to the story, yes. Um, and but yeah, he did, that he just, was a traitor. <laughs> what,
1: 100%? I'm not but, saying that, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I'm a Benedict Arnold truther.
0: <laughs> Justice for Benedict Arnold. Oh, boy. Um, I think you need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I just,
1: excuse me. Editor's note, Lauren has now been fired from the podcast. And I feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> The problematic nature of my co-hosts.
0: I need comments. a new co-host. Anyone willing to apply? <laughs> Especially because,
1: in thinking back, I'm pretty sure that the memory I'm having is of Sleepy Hollow. So, oh boy. <laughs> um, yeah, about that. So I had to call out um, that you know, being that I wanted to be Claudia and so identified with Claudia as a kid, um, early on in the book. Um, they talk about um, the injustice of it, and Claudia, she said, I looked up the word injustice and found out that's what it meant. I was pretty interested. I often think things in my life are unjust, particularly where school or my genius sister Janine are, are concerned. And that really made me laugh because um, my therapist once told me I have an overinflated sense of justice. We talked about <laughs> yeah. this. I think it was even last. I last think I might have been last episode. Um, so my overinflated sense of justice, I was like right on, Claude. Yep. You and me. I feel that. Fight the man. Yeah. Damn the man. Save the empire. <laughs> um but yeah, I was like, yes, school is unjust.
0: Yes, 100%. Um but speaking of school, in their English class, they're doing a, a yes, a, a segment unit Section? unit. unit? Oh, yeah, a unit. unit on uh Newbery award winning Newbery Medal, Ward? Award, Newberry Medal, both? Both? I don't know. But so the books that they are reading include, but are not limited to, From the Mixed-Up Files of Mrs. Basil e. Frankweiler, The Westing Game, and A Wrinkle in Time, which, um, like, all three obsessed, especially A Wrinkle in Time. I loved Madeleine Lingle. I read um, An Acceptable Time, which is about Calvin and Meg's daughter, Polly, I think. It's Polly. Um, it's, poly. it's Polly. I loved it so much. And I read it so much that I have two copies of it because I basically destroyed the first copy. <laughs> and my mom was That's like, awesome. I'm going to buy you a new one. I still have both of them. They're upstairs. I will post a picture. I was obsessed with Madeline Lingle books, which is very weird because they're so like Christian yeah. oriented. And like, I was going to say, I, I liked wrinkle in time fine, but
1: it was never like a thing for me. Now, the mixed up files of Basilie oh. Frank, Miss Basilie Frankweiler. I read that so many times, and that was um, that was what the justice comment was. Um, oh, that's, that's right. That's why, because um, she runs away for um, because of justice. And yes. I was like, yes, and that's again why I identified so much with them. I was like, yes, I want to run away because things are not fair and I could go live in a museum. Why did no one tell me this was an option? Exactly. Um, Love that one. And Claudia also mentions that um, she couldn't do Sarah Plain and Tall because she'd already read that one because it was only like 58 pages. That was
0: a very short book.
1: And I do remember, I vividly remember having a copy of Sarah Plain and Tall on my bookcase. And I do not know why because I know I read it. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure we had to read it for school. Did not have any particular feelings on it. And yet I have a very vivid, like, I knew where it was on the shelf.
0: Don't yeah, I why. can see that book because yeah. the one the one that I had pink was, one. Like, was pink. Yep. and it was so skinny because it was such a short book. Yep,
1: and it was just like the border around the edge and the like picture of her in the middle. Yep, yeah, yep. we have
0: the we had the same. I mean, that makes sense because yeah. it used to be like all of the books were the same. I wonder if they still teach Sarah Plain and Tall. I don't know.
2: Maybe.
0: I I'm just I, I it's I mean I feel like Newbery Medal winners are Usually... pretty ubiquitous.
1: And there has been a lot of talk in recent years about updating canon to be more inclusive. That's true. Um, I don't know how far we've gotten on that. Neither of us have kids to really yeah. Know, what, what they're teaching. Um, I know what I give to children I care about. Right. Um, spoiler, it's not Sarah Plain and Tall. But it is, from the mixed up files of Mrs. Baisley Bank- yes. Frankweiler. Um, but uh, I loved that that, that was... Uh, I. Oh, I noted this to you this weekend. Um, One of the things I started to notice with this one is um, how they are encouraging reading. Mm -hmm. Like, even though Claudia hates school, she still likes Nancy Drew.
0: Yeah. Well, and she also really liked these books, which I think was sort of another, and I know where you're going with this since we talked about it, but like this is sort of a side tangent. Like... Claudia being interested in reading and being like these stories like Wrinkle in Time in particular she talks about how the first line is it was a dark and stormy night and she read like three chapters and was so interesting so like
1: I think that was encouraging
0: reading generally but like where I know you're going with this yes
1: but very much like having that like even Claudia likes it like books aren't scary books don't have to be intimidating they can be fun and the, these are also teaching you how to read books. Mm-hmm. Like, um, this one in particular, it starts with, like, well, I found out later. So you learn about, like, tense and how, oh, they're telling this story right late, uh, um, at a later time that's already finished. And um, the different narrators and how you mm-hmm. – uh, how and we've talked about how they do a really good job of subtly sometimes even, you know, changing exactly how they talk. Right.
0: or how they describe their friends
1: indicators of things like that and all of those things are just like teaching you how to be mm-hmm. a reader in a really subtle but very effective yeah
0: way. well and even to that point like and I even in my notes had like in chapter two like foreshadowing Claudia doesn't know what she do without the babysitter's yeah. club or her friend so like I feel like that's, that's like, exactly
1: the one I a really
0: interesting thing that I think that Anna Martin has been doing a really good job of like also like to the things you were talking about then also just sort of like laying out like Oh, keep this in the back of your head because this is going to come up. And obviously, you know, like we all know that the Babysitters Club and her friends are very important to Claudia. But like getting that like reminder, so then it when was things happen, gun. exactly, it's like this is going to be an issue. But it's not like, hey, by the way, reader, like remember, <laughs> Claudia really likes her friends in the Babysitters Club and says they're really important. It's Which, just sort of like part of the story.
1: But it feels like that to us, obvious to us now, right? As Consumers of culture as people who have been reading for 30 plus years. Um, but at, at seven or eight, when I was reading this, I didn't know that. And it, it does. That's exactly the, the sentence I highlighted. And I'm yeah. foreshadowing. Oh, oh, a baby. Like, this is really cute. So Exactly. Yeah. It's,
0: it's it's just been good. I mean, we say it every week, but it's just been so much fun to read these and Th- there was a think lot about of really them. cool stuff in this. Yeah, one Yeah, this that... one. And I again, we say this every week, but like this one in particular it was like, oh, there's like some real and I liked things how this to talk one was about. way
1: more in a, in a weird way more subtle. Not mm. a, in, not in a weird way. In, in not the most obvious way. It's not exactly subtle, but it's as subtle as you can get for right. a thirteen year old. Whatever. Exactly.
0: um Any other stray observations? Um. So I guess just to touch on something we didn't even talk about in the summary, Jeff is acting out at school and he gets in big trouble and Jeff's teacher can't reach Mrs. Schaefer. So Dawn, who is babysitting for the Perkinses, has to go to the school and meet with the teacher and like- That whole thing was so bizarre. It was so weird because like she has to take the girls and Chewy, I think- to the school, no, I, she doesn't take Chewie. Okay, but she takes both in the, a wagon. She takes the girls in a wagon. Doesn't leave a note for Mrs. Perkins. Yeah, and goes Which to the makes school because she was
1: panicking. Right,
0: but it—it's just again laying the groundwork because we know that spoiler alert: Jeff is going to go back to California, and so it's this is such like a minor point in this book, but like it's in one they chapter they've been sort of like laying the groundwork for that again. Going back to what we were yeah. just talking about, like. It's not just, like, Jeff decides he wants to leave and then he leaves in one book. You know, like, we're getting the background for why that is going to be an issue. And also, not to jump ahead to our predictions, but to jump ahead beyond our predictions, our next book in this discussion, because it's the next book chronologically, is – babysitters on board which is the first super special which we are still trying to figure out how we're even going to what talk going about to be those super special about our super what's special. going to be super special how we're going to talk about them because they're all um narrated by all of the girls each chapter is a different girl but the book after that is goodbye stacy goodbye yeah. which has not had any groundwork laid to it None. so i think it's very interesting that we're getting so much of jeff laying the groundwork for him leaving when spoiler alert they see stacy is going to go back to new york yeah um which it's very interesting to think You're about. Right. I
1: didn't even think about that. I knew I mean, I knew that she eventually goes back. and obviously, I saw goodbye, Stacey, Goodbye. on yeah. our, our tracking list. but I didn't realize how close that was right
0: i I only noticed because in the back of my book, there's like a description like there I think there's like the first chapter or like a page or two from the next book. and i so I saw that it was there. And then there's a big, ad for babysitters on board like, win a trip to Disney World blah 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 Ooh. and so it's like and so I saw that and I saw the goodbye Stacy goodbye and I was like oh shit goodbye Stacy goodbye is the next like non super special book okay. wow. after this and it's interesting that we've gotten no groundwork laid for that but, but we've gotten all of all these breadcrumbs for Jeff leaving wants and I don't even know when Jeff's gonna leave <laughs>
1: or if he comes back or I don't I honestly don't I remember it was one of those things that, like, as I was reading, they were saying, Jeff's starting to have problems. I was like, oh, that's right. He does move back. Yeah. That's her dad. Um, but beyond that, like, I remember Stacy leaving and coming back mm-hmm. relatively quickly. Yeah. Um, just because I remember that gave me some very, um, unrealistic expectations. Right. That if your friend leaves, they'll come because back. I had two, um, very good friends growing up on our cul who moved one, um, out to utah and one to baltimore and i was like well they're they're gonna come back soon like, yeah and my mom kept being like
0: no that's mm, not that's how, not that, how that goes although
1: ironically enough the the ones that moved to baltimore did end up moving back to cincinnati <laughs> not like obviously to our street but right. we are
0: still very close with yeah them. it happened um so uh, but either way that that is fascinating stuff so yeah, we'll to see we will um talk. maybe the groundwork gets laid in Babysitters on board. I don't know. I we'll don't. See. I
1: honestly don't know how much the super specials tie in, right, with the rest of them. I we are working off of a chronological order list that we found online. That's like this is the order the books are in, um, including the super specials and the mysteries. Um, mysteries and the super mysteries and the diaries and all the California diaries and all that. So our plan is to read all of those. Um, we've had some conversation around Little Sister. About maybe doing something kind of fun with that, but maybe that'll be a you know a bonus yeah down the line or like a patron only if we do a Patreon or a Kickstarter backer or whatever yeah
0: we'll figure it out we'll figure it out they, we've have a way to see go before those before ones we get there but in. so
1: just so that you are all aware of what's coming um, we are doing them in chronological order we are now up to our first super special and, and like Kate said we don't know how we're gonna make it super special but we're gonna do something so be.
0: We'll figure it out in the next two weeks, and you will hear in two weeks. And if yeah, you'll find out. I was going to say if you have a suggestion, but we'll all recording. It, it will all already happen. Um, so, do you have any predictions for Babysitters on Board? They go on a cruise. That is literally all I have too. Yep, yeah, I, I don't. Got. And I know I've said this on several of these books. Like I actually don't think that I've read Babysitters on Board. I know. I, I have, have no recollection of any kind of cruise.
1: Um, I do know I have because we went on a um a cruise, a big red boat cruise. If you remember uh, the big yes. red boat back in the nineties for my grandparents' wedding anniversary. Wow. Just had a total moment. We went for their 40th wedding anniversary. um, And I'm old enough to remember that. I had a boyfriend on that boat that I like (laughs) wrote to, that we met on the cruise and we're pen pals. Um, My parents' 40th wedding anniversary is this summer. So time is a bitch. Yes. Um, Accurate. But I want to say Mallory's there. I don't know why. Um, I have no idea. I de- don't even know what event could bring all of them together. Like, is it like a neighborhood cruise, which sounds preposterous, except that my parents' neighborhood, they literally go on neighborhood cruises Oh boy, together. Um, yeah. Um, so that, that seemed totally normal to me, <laughs> um, because that's the kind of neighborhood I grew up in. So I, I would have absolutely not questioned that. I would have yeah. been like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah why not? They're talking about building an apartment building so they all can live together once they, like, move off the block. I mean, obviously, that's not,
0: like, real, but...
1: But there's a conversation, conversation about that gets had. It. Yes. Like, exactly. how can we all live together? Can
2: we, like, buy out a <laughs> What can we, can we do? We, how is this
0: going to work?
1: Can we, like, buy a condo association and, like, just all have condos? Um, I was like, I could be down for that. Just get all of my favorite people to buy-up-a-neighborhood. We works. used to talk about that in high school. Yeah. About, you know, one day... We'll all live on the same street, and um, that, that feels very babysitter's club to me. 100%. And apparently you don't grow out of it,
0: so. No. <laughs> all right, well, we'll find out next time. Yeah, we will figure it out. Any final club business? Um, where can people find us? You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Generation BSC, and you can email us at GenerationBSC at gmail.com. And with that, I'm Kate Plasek. And I'm Lauren Hunter. And this episode of Generation BSC is now adjourned. Say hello
2: to your friend.